Hi there, I'm Kelly, he's Sean, we are Cover From Another Mother, this is episode 18. Right, Sean? It is right. now legal. Aw, that's right, we're a legal podcast, good, because we've been cursing and talking explicit things this whole time. Yep. And drinking, what are you drinking today, Sean? That is um, Dom Brewing, mm. Amber, it doesn't have an official name yet, so it's just the Amber. I was actually at my... Uh, I was kind of accidentally recruited to build a grill at my friend Mark's house. Oh, happens to me all the time. Yeah. So like <laughs> the attraction is, hey, come over for brew day. We brew some beers. We drink some beers. And we just happened to get mixed into, oh, <laughs> one time we actually uh, tore apart and rebuilt his um, steps going up to his front porch, mm-hmm. cement steps. It's a lot of destruction. Yeah, for cement. That's yeah. a big job. And we also kind of made like a, a a time capsule underneath the hollow of the step. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, we were drinking like Natter Days, so we had uh, one of the cans in there. Oh Empty, of course. Uh-huh. And a bunch of other stuff I can't remember. We might have been drinking. So, wait, I'm sorry. Were you saying you did this previously and now this weekend you brought it back up? I mean, I didn't bring it up. I'm just remembering some of the brew days oh, okay. that I came up, you know. So that was a few years ago? That was a few years ago. That might have been last year, now that I think about it. But I always end up You were getting... drinking Natter Days last year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when it first came out. Right? Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. That and uh, Catalina Lime Mixer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good <laughs> names. Great names. Great name. Yeah. So that was that was my weekend. How was your weekend? Tell me about your wiener. <laughs> I mean, Ask weekend. me about my weekend. Um, I I also have somewhat a beer related story, I suppose. So it was um my friend Jeff's birthday, and we call him Coors Light Jeff. Like, do you remember Jeff? I know you've met him. He's he goes to the Halloween parties and stuff. Anywho, um. Sean's looking at me like he doesn't know Jeff. Uh, I'll tell I'll tell you what I told Nate when he asked me if I remembered. Uh huh. Hey, like last year's Halloween party. No, I don't. I was drinking. I was also a fish. So. No, last year you were Dimebag Daryl. Right. Like I said, I don't remember things. <laughs> anyway, so like Jeff, I think he turned. Did he turn forty? I want to say thirty nine. I think it was 39. We'll go with that. Um, and we call him Coors Light Jeff because, like, he always has a Coors Light in his hand. And, like, it's kind of like a joke. Like, we, we can't just say Coors Light or we can't just say light beer. We always have to say, like, ice cold Coors Light. And if you can really elongate those words, the longer the better. And it's just kind of a thing we do in the friends group. So that's where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know more beginnings to it. Like, and I know like the boys of the friend group, all have a Snapchat group together called couple of cores lights. Like it's, it's a big thing. So when I saw this cake on Pinterest, that looks like a beer mug and it has a levitating can of beer that looks like it's pouring into this beer mug. I'm like, oh my God, I have to make this cake for Jeff. Like I've been wanting to do this for months, maybe even a year. And finally Jeff's birthday came, time to do it. And I think, did you see the pictures of it? Yeah, it turned out pretty good. And I was thinking... 
Oh, if it's like a cake that looks like a beer glass, like you have to have beer in the cake, right? Like you, you expect oh, yeah. some beer flavor. So I thought I do chocolate cake. I put, I didn't put Coors Light in the cake because like you don't drink Coors Light for the flavor, right? <laughs> it wouldn't go anywhere. Sure. So I, I chose to do Dragon's Milk by, is it New Holland? I want to say. Um, yeah. It's a stout. Uh, so I put that in the cake and I put that in it as a dessert syrup on top of the cake. I soaked the cake layers in it. And then just for fun, I really, I experimented. I want to see if it would even work. I reduced a can of Coors Light. That's what an eight ounce can, uh, to like just shy of a quarter cup, I'd say. So we're talking about two ounces. I reduced it. I put that liquid into the frosting. So technically there is Coors Light in the frosting. And I thought, you know, maybe with all the sugar of the frosting, you know, and like there's bitterness in beer, like maybe it would balance, maybe it would taste good. And it's funny because like if you taste the icing, you didn't really get a lot of beer. If you tasted the cake, you didn't really get a lot of beer. But if you put them together, then it worked and you could actually taste the beer. And Jeff loved it. That's fantastic. Which brings me to the story of how marriage works. Now, if y'all are listening and you're not married, this is what happens. If you are married, you're going to be nodding your head saying, yep, that's pretty much it. And I don't mean to, you know, rag on my husband, but this is totally what happens in marriage. So I wasn't able to make it to the birthday party because I had to work all freaking day. So luckily Jeff like lives in my neighborhood and I dropped the cake off the night before and I said, Hey, if I get off work early, I'll stop by, but whatever. I ended up not going at all because I worked very late. So I get off work and I call my husband. Hey, you know, how was Jeff's party? Oh, good. I left about two hours ago. You know, how was the cake? It was really good. I had two pieces like, all right, cool. Now I knew there was way too much cake. Because to make this beer glass, like, it has to be a certain height. So it was over nine inches tall, and it was six-inch rounds. Like, there was enough cake for at least 20 people. And I knew there would be, like, mm, 10, 12 people there. So I say to my husband, did you save me a piece of cake? Granted, I didn't ask ahead of time to save me a piece, because the cake was a gift, and I didn't want to ask for the gift back. But if somebody were to set aside a piece for me, you know, that would be appreciated. So my husband says, no, I didn't save you a piece. And I was kind of like, really? Like, I know there was too much cake. Nobody there thought to save the person that made it a piece. And my husband goes, well, you know, didn't you taste it as you were making it? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I did. But sometimes just as a piece, you know, when it's all done, it's, it's different. And I just wanted to, you know, see what it was like. This is my art, okay? Like you taste the components of the dish, but a few chefs really sit down and eat the dish like a diner does, you know. Maybe you didn't know, but that's very true. So I, I would guess that. Yeah. So it's just it's just different when it's completed. So that was that, whatever. The next day I open my fridge and there's a piece of cake on a paper plate. Aww. And my husband leaves for work like two hours earlier than me. So I text him and I'm like, thanks for the cake, babe. And he replies back, oh, actually, Lindsay got that for Jeremy. (laughs) But she forgot to take it out of the fridge. (gasps) Really? (laughs) So Hold on. Did you eat it? 
No, no, because I noticed it before work. I wasn't going to eat it for breakfast, but I wanted to eat it. Yeah. If it's still there when I get home, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. But like, so Lindsay saved a piece for her boyfriend and Justin knew about, my husband knew about this and still he didn't think to get a piece for me. This is marriage. This is marriage. <laughs> can't relate uh, and it's, it's, like, it's like even worse that he said oh yeah that was for somebody else you know <laughs> I mean hell he could have taken that cake he knew was in the fridge cut off like a little slice of it and set it off to the side mm-hmm. and been the hero mm-hmm. but no. no not everybody thinks like that though I know we're not all hospitality majors like I was, but still, I thought that was like basic level human shit right there. I hope someone out there shaking their head at this. Oh, so I have news about, do you remember the band Trapped, T-R-A-P-T? Of course I do. Like the early 2000s, they had like Headstrong and Echo and Still Frame. Those were great songs actually, back in the day. Like Mm. I kind of forgot about those songs. I'm going to start playing those songs now. Mm. No, you didn't like them? Nah. Well, I, I thought they were They were all, songs. to me, they sounded like, this is what you want rock music to sound like. Mm-hmm. Compress, no, oh, I guess that's a little bit techy. Um, basically, if you just take all the, the fuzz out, the thing that makes it sound like it's it actually coming from an instrument, like distortion? No. Well, they have distortion, yeah. but it's a very clean distortion. Yeah. If I know it sounds like an oxymoron, but yeah, that's kind of their true. drums don't sound like like acoustic drums. They sound like a electric kit. I'd have to listen to it again, but okay, I'll take your word for it. It's very clean and very produced, and that's what I hate about it. Mm. Okay. All right, I'll give you that. So, but more. Recently, their only popularity has been that the one dude, who I'm assuming is the singer, but I forget, um, has been just kind of crazy on social media. And I think, start didn't they start like a feud with, was it Nickelback? Who doesn't start a feud with Nickelback? Yeah, probably. Um, and, just, and just feuding with uh, other fans that leave comments. I think he said something about, like... Um, Oh God, I'm going to get his name wrong. Uh, like George Foreman. Is the that guy who makes grills? No, <laughs> but begins with an F recently in the media that died by the police. George Floyd. Yes. Thank you. God, I wanted to say Foreman too. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot his name. Yeah. So in something like, I guess they said something like George Floyd killed himself, like just really controversial and just not not PC things they've been saying on social media lately, right? Yeah. So they came out with a new album just recently. It came out June 19th. And nobody knew about it, apparently. I really hope not. Because <laughs> um, that- for, for those of you who might not know, that is the official, now official Juneteenth holiday. Yes, yes. Um, but back in May, they were like trying to promote it, I, I guess. And I guess the dude tweeted that the name of the album is Shadow Work. They said it was the best piece of music that Trapped has ever put out and probably top five album of all time. Like he, he said this on Twitter. You can look it up. Um, well, 
the results came back and their first week sales. Are you ready for this? Guess how many sales they should have done. <laughs> like what? without the crazy comments. Well, no, every, all things considered, all like things they're, considered. they're a somewhat popular band. Yeah. They should be in the, you know, something thousand copies, 27,000. I, yeah. I, I don't know. 50,000. What, what, what would you think? 30,000. 600. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Six. Fuck yeah, people. Copies. That's fantastic. You do not fuck around on social media when social injustice is going on. I mean, he was bragging about, oh, this is the best album of all time. And I just think it's, huh. Hilarious. Yeah, it's probably one of those things like, hey, Trapped came out with the new album, the best album since their last one. And most of the people who listened to music was Trapped? <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> like, I don't know what their lead single was off it. And like, I'm big on current rock music. I haven't even heard it. I think it's called like, what are you waiting for? Or what you wanted? I don't know. Something with the word what? And there's a couple words. What? 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 And I saw on Google, like 10% of Google users liked that album. And I really didn't know what that meant because I've never noticed that little statistic before. So just for fun, I put in whatever the first thing I can think of. I'm like, well, what's a good album I can think of? And I put in Jimmy Eat World's Bleed American. Yes. (laughs) 99% of Google listeners liked that album, just to compare. 99. (laughs) For one album. but That makes sense. That is a great album. It is. Classic. That's a good road trip album, too, I think. I, know, oh, I was yeah. thinking, wasn't it last week's a podcast with our guest, Nate? His question to the next guest is like, what's a good road trip album? I think is it that, was like, what's the ultimate road trip album? Yeah. yeah. It, might, it, might be, it might be Bleed American for me. It's a really good one. Mm-hmm. What you want to do next, Sean? Should we do a song? We could do a song. Let's do a song. So we're going to do, we've got two songs today, and they're both kind of older. These are not new songs. This is, so we're going to do Steve Miller Band's Rockin' Me. Which, small detail about Steve Miller. When I was younger, and not too much younger, because this, I think I learned this, like, when he entered the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, maybe five or six years ago. Maybe it was longer. I didn't really know the difference between Steve Miller and um, Joe, crap, Joe. Perry. No, Rocky Mountain Way. Oh, John Denver? No. That wasn't John Denver? No, maybe, but not the cover I'm thinking of. Joe Walsh. Oh. Yeah. Did not know the difference. I mean, now I do. I couldn't really tell you what joe walsh does so i don't think there's much difference uh so you remember um space jam of course fly like an eagle oh yeah that's steve miller that sounds like it would be okay yeah not joe walsh not joe what does joe walsh do um I got a mansion, forget the past. Oh, okay, that um, <laughs> M&M sample thing. good to me so Okay, far. I mean, yeah, that's the same genre. Same, same genre, way. like, they're completely different, mm-hmm. really, but for some reason in my brain, I'd get them mixed up. 
all those, uh, everything of that genre, I get totally mixed up. CCR, Alan Parsons, like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> They're all the same to me. All right. Which is anyway. horrible, I know. Yeah. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Here we go. It's fine, you know. 
people can see our progression. And next time we play it, it'll be better. I sure hope so. Anywho, what do we got in music history this week? All right, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. All right, coolsies, let's start with the good. Good news, 1940, Billboard. Mm-hmm. First comprehensive records charts published. So the magazine had a published bestseller list submitted by the individual record companies, but the new chart combined the top sellers from all major labels. The first number one song was I'll Never Smile Again by Frank Sinatra. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. How is that not a more wildly known fact? Like, I think people could tell you, like, what was the first video played on MTV, which was... Wait, you, I'm supposed to know this? Yeah. Why would I know this? <sighs> because I think a lot of people know this. Fill me in, Kelly. Uh, it was Video Killed the Radio Star. Right. And the Buggles. Buggles? Was that it? Something like that. But no one knows what the first single to hit number one on Billboard was when Billboard became Billboard. And now we do. And now we do. Frank Sinatra, what was the song again? Uh, I'll Never Smile Again. Yeah. Good fun fact. Yeah. And what's the bad news the this week? Bad news is it is the anniversary of the death of Chester Bennington. Mm. Good old Lincoln Park lead singer. And I think like that's one of those moments that like so many people know where they were when they heard that news. Do you remember where you were? I honestly don't. I don't remember that, but I remember the next day I was at Warp Tour 2017, I do believe. Um, possibly 2018. I'm pretty sure it was 17. And I thought, well, shoot that whole day. Like all the bands are going to be like dedicating their shit to Chester. And it was going to be, you know, a big buzz among the crowd. And I think I heard it mentioned twice, you know, all the bands you see at Warped Tour. Well, everybody was said something. Yeah. Everybody was still kind of, um, getting over Chris Cornell. That was in May, I want to say, of that same year. So, I mean, it was a pretty heavy hit for the uh, the rock It industry. was, yeah. Especially since Soundgarden had just gotten back together mm-hmm. and they were touring. Yeah, he had played a show that night in Detroit. And, Remember? Yeah, and Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington were really good friends. Yeah, yeah. And then Taylor Mobson of the Pretty Reckless, I guess, was close with them. Well, more so Chris Cornell. <laughs> She's still talking about that. I know their new album is going to be full of how she feels about after these, you know, traumatic experiences for her. That's how you make good music. Mm-hmm. Sad but true. So I have... Um, Which is a good song. <laughs> what, Metallica? Yeah. Uh, I have another... I don't know if this is a fun fact or whatnot. I kind of want to talk to you about this because this is a band you know more about than I do, and it's... Well known if you've been listening to the podcast that Sean's quite a fan of Bare Naked Ladies, more specifically first album, right? Bare Naked Ladies, Stunt. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Stunt. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they more popular, and, and for some people, for being, you know, that band that did the theme song for Big Bang Theory, and that became... Pretty popular, because, like, nowadays, I didn't even really think about it until I was reading this article, but, like, uh, shows don't really have theme songs so much these days. They just have, like, 
uh, a screen of what the show is called for a few seconds, and there may be a little instrumental music for a few seconds. Yeah, you know, I never really thought of it. Especially like Especially yeah. dramas, I want to say. Like, we're kind of steering away from theme songs, and especially theme songs with lyrics. Yeah, th- I think theme songs were, like, very 90s. Mm-hmm. Because I, immediately I think of Scrubs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And I think Big Bang Theory started in, I want to say, oh nine or 2010. So kind of a little just beyond that. Anyway, so the two dudes in Bare Naked Ladies, the two singers, like the more upfront people, Ed Robinson, right? And Steve, what's his last name? Tell me you know. I do know that. I don't know. Okay, well, that's fine. We're just going to call them Ed and Steve, because that's how people know them. Um, On a first-name basis, are you, Kelly? Yeah, yeah. Well, we are now. Canadians are that polite. Mm-hmm, true that. So they wrote, all the, they write all the Bare Naked Ladies songs, but they wrote The History of Everything, the theme song to um, The Big Bang Theory. And I guess Steve is claiming that he never received any commission from that song and he was entitled to 20% and that that song has made over a million (laughs) dollars. What does that remind you of? If I had a million (laughs) dollars. Doesn't ring a bell. No. Oh, okay. So, um, so obviously 20% of a million dollars is, you know, a lot of money that he feels he's entitled to. And I think, you know, that was one of the things that kind of broke up the band a bit. Haven't they kind of been apart for a while? That and they didn't have any pre-wrapped sausages. You know, they pre-wrapped sausages, but they don't have pre-wrapped bacon. Can you blame them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, in a little tiny fridge to put it in, that would be great. <laughs> Uh, that, and then they did those, those children's albums. Yes. I don't know how that worked under the name Bare Naked Ladies. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you say Bare Naked Ladies to a child, they're going to laugh. So Mm -hmm. I think they, they came out when I was in fifth grade and it was, it was laughable then. Oh yeah. It was giggleable if you would. Giggleable. That's a good word. (laughs) I mean, it's not a word, but it's a good word. I know it's going to be a word now. Yeah. Ooh, can that be the can that be the title of the episode? Giggleable. I'll good write it down. That. But <laughs> G- Sean's really good at writing the titles. I, I never make the titles. Ampersand. Hmm. <laughs> All right. It's a giggly little song there. I mean, song. I'm sorry. I'm like so determined to like play the next song. I meant to say it's a giggly little word. that's all I have for today. Those are all All the notes I wanted to discuss. What have you been listening to lately? Ooh. Um, hmm. Well, I could tell you the most recent thing I listened to is uh, a coworker made me, because I'm kind of the DJ at work. It's kind of funny, because among my friends, I never get to touch what we play, but at work, I'm the DJ. And I have, like, a safe-for-work playlist that I always play, and it's got... A lot of songs. And I edit it here and there. I kind of take some out if I notice people aren't liking it or if I'm tired of it. And I add to it. Um, but a coworker of mine, being tired of that playlist, says, you know, can I request something? And I say, of course. It doesn't have to be The Kelly Show. What would you like? And he says, can you play the Pink Floyd 
Wish You Were Here album. The whole Ooh. album. Because I can only listen to that album, like, start to finish. I don't, like, I don't put it on shuffle. I don't pick song. I'm like, okay. That's an entire work day. Well, no, it was, it was like, it's like 45 minutes. And uh, it was him. It was just kind of him and I. We were alone at the end of the day. I could have gotten out of work an hour earlier because we were done for the day. But the boss was like, you know, I want you guys to stay till five today. Make sure you're, you know, keep yourself busy till five. And it's like, Ugh. but we were here like three hours later yesterday. <laughs> Can we get out a little early today? No, stay till five. So, yeah. So I just listened to that for the first time. Really? Mm-hmm. There was like two songs on there I want to say I recognized. Yeah. And he told me a fun fact about how Roy Orbison was on a track. Did you know that? I think I knew it, but I forgot it. I can't think of what so song you need it to was. Remind Maybe me. if I looked it up. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess, I don't know, for whatever, they couldn't like, he, the story my coworker was telling me was they couldn't figure out um, like lyrics they liked on this particular instrumental song they had. But I guess Roy Orbison happened to be in the studio, which is how so many of these stories start. Absolutely. Um, and then he came by and he put down some lyrics and our vocal melody. Maybe it was the vocal melody they couldn't figure out now that I think about it. And uh, they, they liked how it sounded so much that they ended up keeping him on the track. So is that Have a Cigar? I don't know. I'm looking into it. Ah, oh, this isn't helping me at all. I'm not Googling fast enough. Ooh, but there's an article about why he started wearing dark sunglasses. That doesn't help me right Glaucoma. now. Glaucoma. Move on. <laughs> Is that true? Probably. Uh, eh, I'm not finding the track. Oh, well. But yeah, apparently that's, that's the rumor is that Roy Orbison wrote the vocal melody and that's why he's on that album. That's cool. That is kind of neat, isn't it? Yep. Is it giggleable though? No, not no, really. No, no. So, would you say your jam this week is the entire the entire "Wish You Were Here" album? No, nope. I am not gonna. I'm not gonna call that my jam this week. I will pick a because I am not prepared for this for like the first time ever. Hmm. I'm gonna. I have. I have a playlist on my Spotify called the Best Rock Mix, and I'm going to randomly pick. That's. Oh, I didn't mean to play it. Oxygen's Gone by Die Trying. Okay, that's going to be my jam this week. <laughs> they were like an early 2000s band that um, I think uh, Kobe from Papa Roach really tried to promote a lot. And that was like their only single. I remember seeing it on MTV. They would play the video on MTV, especially on All Things Rock, back when Benji and Joel hosted it. Boo. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, they didn't go anywhere. But I did like that album back in, you know, 03 or whatever it must have been. What's your jam this week? All right, my jam is going to turn into a very long conversation. It, okay, that's fine. So long as it's actually a freaking song this time and not a murder mystery podcast like you tried to get away with last week. Hey, I got away with it. I can't believe I, let, I allowed that. <laughs> hey, I was doing what I felt was right. People need to know. But it was so wrong. You could have talked about that for any other reason, but the My Jam segment is supposed to be about a song. I was rocking out to those. It's a murder mystery podcast. It's a good podcast. I'm, I'm sure it is. All right, for this week, okay, it's actually a song. Good. Happy. Proud of you. So, 
Thanks, Kelly. Mm-hmm. I feel so loved. Anyway, so it is a Soundgarden song, Birth Ritual, which okay. it's not a regular song that you would find on like one of their albums. So back in the early 90s, when grunge was really kicking it off, mm-hmm. they made a movie called Singles. It's basically a rom-com based around um, grunge area Seattle. So Soundgarden was a part of this. Soundgarden was a part of it, and they wrote Birth Ritual. Well, they performed Birth Ritual. I don't know if they actually wrote it for that movie. Uh, Pearl Jam was in it. Of course. Um, Alice in Chains, Mm -hmm. one of my all-time favorite bands. They uh, performed and wrote Wood. Probably one of their best songs mm-hmm. for that movie. Hmm. And it's not just for the movie. Wood was written for a, uh, a I don't want to say coworker, a fellow um, musician, uh, Andrew Wood, who had died uh, a couple of years earlier. Hmm. And all of these guys knew them. Actually, um, the band that he was in was called Mother Love Bone. And most, <laughs> yeah, uh, that they actually helped really kick off grunge in Seattle, like to make it more popular. Nirvana helped, yes. Alice in Chains helped, yes. Uh, Pearl Jam didn't actually come until afterwards because most of the members of Pearl Jam came from Mother Love Bone. Huh. Yeah. So uh, they all wrote songs uh to honor their their fallen friend and um a lot of them met while doing the the project temple of the dog Mm -hmm. a chris cornell project Mm -hmm. with eddie vetter and a lot of uh, like a ragtag group of all these guys from these different bands Hmm. they're all connected together it seems to be yeah and does this this movie kind of talk about all those things uh no, not at all. Oh, Again, okay. it's a rom com. Oh oh right, you mentioned it that. It centers around I think uh Kira Sedgwick is in it. Okay. She plays the main chick. Okay. But it it's a good movie. And if you like grunge moves music and you want to like a win win of you get to hear grunge music and you get to show your girlfriend slash wife a rom com, there's a winner right mm, there. Sounds like a good date movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this song was made for that movie, and then did it become popular because of the movie? I don't know if it became popular, but it is a badass song. Because you said it wasn't like on their normal albums or something. I believe that it is not. So you got to get it from this movie soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I okay. believe so. I could be wrong, because I've been wrong before. <laughs> but uh, Fact yeah. checks. Fact checks. <laughs> uh, we don't have a fact-checking producer, so, you know... And that's a good thing. Yep. Well, that's an interesting story. I mean, I could go on if you want me to. I'm all set. Okay. Yeah, no, you got, I, I got the cliff notes. Thanks. I almost did an entire uh, episode when COVID hit just of the grunge era. I remember Seattle. that. I wrote yeah. it all down. There's not a lot of information that you can actually get. Huh. So it turned into basically repeating what the other small documentaries had said. Hmm. I think this is available on one of like the major streaming platforms right now. The song? The movie. The movie? 
I don't know. That is a good question. Hmm. I would you said like it was called Singles? It's called Singles. Hmm. And it was made in 1994. I don't know why that stuck in my head and not whether or not that song <laughs> from Soundgarden is in the... Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. My, my brain is... That's fine. That's cool, Z's. Oh. So... Are you, are you looking at... You're looking 1992 into it? film. Ooh, I was ouch, wrong. 92. Yeah. Hurts a little bit. Ouch. When did Kurt Cobain die? 94? That's what I was thinking. Hmm. We're still looking. Yep. Okay. Shall we end with a song? Let's end with a song. Okay. Coolsies. So I want to say thanks for listening. Um, This song is something somebody, one of our guests suggested for our... uh, why can't I think of the name of the segment? On the segment? spot on challenge. The spot challenge. Yeah. Thank you. And we said, you know, we like that. We're going to work on that song. And and we did. And now it's the first time. Yep. So I believe that was... Shout um, out to Dickie. I thought it was Lori. No. Yeah. I thought... No, he did Last Kiss. Yes. So. And we've done that too. Now yep. we've worked on that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Lori. She was, was she our first guest? Besides roommate Dave, of course. I think I don't so. Know. I'll have to go back into the archives. The Hot Chicks episode? Yeah. Or was that without her? I don't know. <laughs> it's way back. <laughs> one, of the, one of the first episodes. Anyway, so the song is... Um, no one knows the title of this song, but it's, everybody yeah. knows this song. The song's called What's Up by Four Non Blondes. If that doesn't sound familiar to you, give it a minute. Hit it, Sean. years and my life is still I'm trying to get up that great big hill of hope for a destination I realized quickly when I knew I should that this world was made up of this brotherhood of man for whatever that means and so I cry sometimes just to get it all out what's in my head and I'm, I'm feeling a little peculiar and so I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high and I scream from the top of my lungs what's going on and I
Like us on Facebook and join our page and our Instagram at CFAM Podcast. Yes, at CFAM Podcast. All right. See you next week. See you.